Hi everyone, I'm Shautarupa Chatterjee from the product marketing team at Cloudinary. Welcome to MX Matters, where we discuss all things media experience and the trends shaping today's visual economy. Today's guest is Tamas Peroz, who is a developer experience engineer and media optimization expert at Cloudinary, and also a Google developer expert in web technologies and web performance. And today we'll be chatting about Google's core web vitals. Now, most of us have already seen Google's announcement starting May 2021, they'll be updating their page experience signals for search rankings. The new page experience signals will combine the core web vitals with existing signals like mobile friendliness, safe browsing and others, which implies that core web vitals will potentially impact how we acquire visitors and buyers for our sites or downloads for our apps. To learn more about this, let's directly hear from Tamas. Tomas, thanks for joining us on MX Matters. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So to begin with, uh, can you walk us through how Google came up with the three core web vitals? Also, what are the recommended values? And also, what do you think are the implications for online businesses? Absolutely. So Google being a very dominant force in the search space, uh, they've spent a lot of time and a lot of research on what makes a good user experience, right? So they took a lot of things into consideration. And there is a very interesting article which people who are interested in the science behind all of this can read, which is actually titled Science Behind Web Vitals. So basically, they link to multiple research papers in there, and they tell you how they've come up with, you know, how to effectively measure real user experiences. And so you know, during their research, they found a few critical things and they basically grouped them together under these label uh, that we call core web vitals, right? So the three core web vitals are related to loading. So how quickly a page is going to load, which they refer to as largest contentful paint, which is, you know, LCP for short. And the recommendation is that your page should load under 2.5 seconds. So that's the sort of criteria or the limit for LCP. Then the second category is basically, you know, how soon you can interact with your page or, or with the page. And this is what they call first input delay or FID for short. And FID should be less or equal to 100 milliseconds. So that's the sort of, again, criteria for, for this particular uh, metric. And then the third and final core web vital is related to stability. So how stable the site is while it loads and, and how you interact with it. And this is what they call the cumulative layout shift, which is CLS for short. And they defined the appropriate value to be less than or equal to 0.1. Okay, so that's these are the sort of three core web vitals met metrics that we are, we're talking about here. Uh, I think, sorry, your, your second part of your question was, you know, the implications for, for the businesses. Essentially, what we need to remember is that good page experience is not going to override having great relevant content. So when it comes to Google search, there are a lot, a lot of things that are being taken into consideration, right? Whether you use HTTPS, how your content is structured. But what Google pointed out is that page experience is going to become relevant when there are multiple possibilities for a single result. So in other terms, if you're looking for a very specific company, so if you, you know, Google for Cloudinary, 
Google is going to take that into consideration, it will show likely cloud engineers the first uh, result. But when there are multiple possibilities for a result, the rank for that is going to be determined by the page experience, which is going to be driven by these three core web vital metrics. Got it. Awesome. Thanks, Thomas, for breaking it down for us. So look, definitely looks like Google has done extensive work to establish the threshold values for the core web vitals, yeah. which I think now brings me to my next question. We know that there are other web vitals that are also a part of Lighthouse metrics, but not necessarily the core. So do they not matter as much anymore? Should businesses only be focused on these three core web vitals? So the primary focus should be the, the three ones, but the other web vitals have very specific use cases as well. So in fact, I would say that the, the, these other uh, you know, metrics, so things like um, uh, time to first byte, first content full paint uh, and others are very relevant when it comes to diagnosing potential issues with the core web vitals. Okay, so for example, if you want to diagnose your first input delay and you want to see why you get a very high number for that, you can utilize things like the total blocking time and the time to interactive values, which are again, web vitals, but they are not part of the core web vitals. So that's sort of one aspect um, of that. You can also create custom metrics using a very exhaustive list of APIs that Google has provided to you uh, or, or to us. Um, so you can just use those to create your own custom metrics. So in that sense, you can use additional metrics to sort of help you to diagnose, diagnose any sort of issues that you have with this. Uh, and there are some other implications um, as well, but you know, we can talk about that later. Awesome. Okay, that's really good to know. So the way I understand it is other web vitals will give us more granular control to improve performance on core web vitals. Correct. Yes. Great. So uh, now I want to dig a little deeper into LCP. Um, and typically, mm -hmm. I think in a lot of companies, the largest content element on a web page or app tends to be an image. So what are some of the ways in which LCP can be reduced and kept below its threshold of 2.5 seconds? Sure. So as you said, you know, in, in today's sort of UX design and, and the patterns that have emerged, usually when you load a page, you see a big hero image or, you know, a large piece of, uh, of media elements. Now, first of all, let's, let's talk about what LCP takes into consideration, right? Because there are very specific elements and there's a very specific criteria as to what LCP is going to measure or how your LCP is going to measure, I should say. So it's very important to, to understand that LCP, the largest contentful paint, is going to be relevant to the content that your user sees. Or in other terms, this is the content above the fold. So when your site first loads on, on a desktop or on a mobile, Google will take the visible content into consideration, okay? And then they're going to be looking for very specific elements. So they're going to look for image elements, image element inside an SVG element. They will also take a look at video elements, but only if the video element has a poster attribute attached to it. And they're also going to take a look at block level elements containing text. So larger paragraphs and span elements and, and, and whatnot. Now, in the case, if your LCP is a hero image, you, of course, want to make sure that you optimize that image, right? Because it's going to be very important that that 
largest piece of content that you have is going to load as fast as possible. So that's how you would sort of enable a faster LCP score for your site. Now you have to remember that when you optimize your images, you have to optimize them in a way that is not going to have a negative impact on, uh, on your user, right? So you have to optimize an image without any visual defects. So uh, in other words, you need to find a good balance between the file size and the visual fidelity of your image. So once you do that, then of course your LCP is, is going to be faster. And if Clouding has a myriad of options to help you with optimizing your images so that you can reduce uh, your LCP. Awesome, thanks for sharing that. So let's now get into a little more specific scenario. Say it's May, 2021, I'm an e-commerce company. We check our core web vitals and we see that we are beyond the thresholds on some or maybe all of the metrics. So what should I expect the impact to be my business? Sure. So I think it was Google who, who actually shared a very interesting metric and, and they did some research on this as well. And basically they stated that they, they were able to see a 24% lower abandonment rate for sites that have met the core web vital thresholds. So there's three categories that we talked about, which is, is very important, right? So basically what we're saying here is that the better you adhere to these guidelines set out by Google, the more engagement you're going to get from your customers, the more you know, potential sales you're going to make from your customers. And it's also very important that now this could give you sort of a, an edge over your, uh, your competition. So, right, so everything that we talked about uh, up until now will lead to a much better experience for your users, which should of course also mean that you're going to get much better um, uh, you know, sales metrics and, and visitor numbers and a lower abandonment rate for, for your particular website. And of course, if you're an e-commerce company, this is going to be very important. You do want to make sure that you optimize, you know, for an LCP, especially if the largest piece of content is an image of your product. You want to make sure that it loads as fast as possible. Awesome. Makes a lot of sense. And I think this definitely makes it a critical thing for online businesses that they need to solve for immediately instead of maybe even waiting till May. So yes. one last question before we wrap up, um, what does the sure. future look like for Core Web Vitals? So there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that there are um, uh, going on. So, you know, we talked about the other Web Vital metrics that didn't, are not considered as the Core Web Vitals. So, in fact, you know, there, there was um, a conference by Google uh, towards the uh, end of last year, and they mentioned quite a few potential changes for Core Web Vitals. So first of all, what they promised is that every uh, major change is going to be done on a per year basis, and it's going to be very clearly communicated as to what the changes are going to entail. Now, they're also considering... Um, Things like the for, first contentful paint, which I mentioned before as just being another web vital to become a core web vital. Uh, they are looking at, you know, they're constantly collecting data from, from the field and they are checking those against expectations for the users. Now, one particular example is 
they said that you know they set the 100 millisecond rule for the FID, the uh, the first input delay. Now they are considering it to reducing it to 75 or even to 50. Then they got a lot of feedback about you know core web vitals not really working for single page applications. So they are now considering altering the metrics, especially the the cumulative layout shift metric, to better handle uh, single page applications, applications that are long lived because if you think about it, a single page application gets loaded once, you may get a very good cumulative layout shift score, but as, as you click around, things may move around and they are not taking that into consideration at the moment. So, you know, th there's going to be a, a lot of changes. Um, they promise that the sort of fine tuning of the metrics, of the current metrics are going to be done more frequently than larger releases, uh, including the introduction of new uh, sort of core web vital metrics. So, you know, it's a, it's a living thing. Uh, they also announced they may take security into consideration, privacy, how accessible your site is. You know, I think the future is bright. Um, I'm sure we are in good hands because as I said, Google does collect uh, real user data to sort of figure out these numbers and, and think about how they're going to, to set the new values. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of development. Um, and I just repeat what I said before is that, you know, as long as you keep, keep up with them and you try to create a site that is going to match these expectations and you're going to get all the greens uh, throughout the boards, then you're going to be in a, in a very good place. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tomas for sharing your insights. I know there are a Anytime. lot of conversations. Awesome. And I know there are a lot of conversations going on right now around Core Web Vitals as businesses prepare to be ready for the May 2021 changes on the side of Google. So hopefully this podcast will be useful for our audience to break down some of the things they need to do ahead of and be ahead of the curve. Um, so thanks again, everybody for listening in. Be sure to press the like button and share the video. Thanks and have a great day ahead. Thank you. Thanks.